Welcome to an I Thought It Smelled Bad on the Outside, a podcast about Star Wars. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle Jones, and with me, as always, is Brent Stevenson. Good evening, everybody. So, we're uh, we're at the halfway point of Mandalorian Season 3. Can you believe it? No, I cannot. Um, I didn't even, I didn't even realize that until, uh, earlier tonight. And, uh, so when we're recording this, it's, uh, on a Friday. So, uh, the fourth episode has been out for a couple days. Um, and it just dawned on me today that, oh, like we're halfway done. Um, and sad face. Uh, yeah, I have some other challenges with that too, but but we before we talk about the, about that, um, we're going to be talking about episode four of the Mandalorian uh, season three. Uh, obviously, there will be spoilers. Um, as always, you know, what did you think of it? Initial thoughts. Um, I thought it was okay. Um, I, I keep going back to check checking the name of the show it is still called mandalorian mm-hmm. but it's really about bo-katan <laughs> but to be fair a bo-katan is is a, mandalorian. A, is a mandalorian it is that's true that's true i just kind of keep waiting not that i'm not enjoying it i just i'm just kind of like waiting for his story to kind of take off again i guess his mm-hmm. his part of the show to take off again and I'm guessing that's going to be probably later on, because um, I'm sure there's going to be some conflict with Bo-Katan for sure. Uh, I, I I got to imagine that there's going to be. Yeah. Uh, but I, I got to be honest, like I think, I think Din Djarin's story is done. It would have. To me, yes, I think it would appear to be that his story is done. Yeah, and 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 maybe that's the maybe that's the intention. Um, that you know the show is you know is called the Mandalorian, but it isn't about a specific Mandalorian. You know, like maybe they'll do um, the thing that. Uh, that, that Disney did um, with uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh. Where, you know, for episodes one through five, it was called, uh, you know, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And then oh. for the titles for the last episode, it changed right. to Captain America and the Winter Soldier. That's right, yep. Uh, maybe at some point through the this season, we're going, you know, like the... Uh, the title is going to appear. It's going to say the Mandalorian and then an S, S. is going to kind of fade <laughs> at the end. And it's just going to be the Mandalorians. I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, after watching this episode and kind of realizing, like you said, and you put it so eloquently that his story is probably over. How are they going to do like five seasons of this, which they want to do? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, well, sorry. If the play with with Din, I yeah, I have no idea. Like now, seeing him with with Grogu, like it's fun, right? Uh, 
but but there's no but there's no there's no advancement no, no. <laughs> like his like we we've we've had his his character arc which to be honest i feel like we've taken a step back on yeah um Absolutely. you know the idea you know where he ended at the end of season two you know we, we saw this huge development he realized that that there was something more important than the creed he had taken on um and all of that kind of gets reversed mm -hmm. right um like even I, I hate to say this but even when we see him in the book of boba fett he they had he had more character development because at, at the because at the very least, when we see him again, he's become more uh, brutal, mm -hmm. you know, and essentially he was just like he had kind of like reverted to what he was um, at the beginning of the show. And you kind of infer that, okay, well, you know, he needs Grogu to kind of be more human or you know or like a better person whatever yeah. um but we're not seeing any of that this season it's just not we're just tagging along they're doing their things and yeah i don't know here's a here's a couple of save the the moment uh oh, so far yeah, yeah like they they still make you know allow him to be the hero mm-hmm but he could just like appear. Yeah. <laughs> like like for this episode he could have been completely absent from it and they could have just had him, you know, swoop in at, at the very end and be like, "Okay, here's yeah, I'm going to, you know, have the uh uh swoop in and, and save the um uh the family." Grogu is getting used to everybody as well too, like he's becoming yeah. part of the, the the culture there so yeah that's even more even less of an influence i guess that he's having on grogu mm -hmm. um to kind of uh weave him into the pack it's he seems to, yeah. to be already uh on his well on his way to uh being adjusted to the to new mandalorian life yeah now that being said i actually enjoyed the episode <laughs> uh like I think it might it might be the best episode of the season. Yeah. Um they've got they went back to the formula from the first two seasons of telling a somewhat standalone story um that does kind of push the narrative along a little bit. But but not in a way where it feels, you know, very serialized. Whereas the first couple episodes felt like that and you know, and then we had that weird kind of aside last week. Um, but th this week felt, very, like I said, uh, very uh, much more in line with the storytelling that they were doing the first two seasons, which I which I appreciated. Um, the fact that th this was half an hour, so once again, one of the shortest episodes. Yep. This season didn't bother me because I felt like we got a complete story. It did. Um, it didn't seem like a half an hour. Yeah, we got a you know we got a Dinjarin adventure, which is what we you know which is what we were getting the first two seasons, 
uh, you know, even if they were short, this time, you know, episodes one and two, it was, oh, it was half an hour and nothing happened, <laughs> you know, for the most part. So, so like, overall, like, this episode was, like, I enjoyed it. Um, there were a couple of things that really bothered me about it, though. Yeah. Um, so... I'm just trying to think where we start. Oh, okay. No, let's start talking about. Okay, so like it's just like where the episode pretty much starts with the training scene. Yes. Um, everyone's training, shooting in the water. Um, and uh, Grogu gets challenged, or I guess he get. I guess uh, Din wants you know, kind of throws his hat in the uh, in the ring. Uh, for the challenge and they have like this paintball dart uh competition <laughs> with the family that we saw at the at the beginning of the season yeah um what did you think of, of that of that whole scene oh, it was a little cringy i thought it was a little cringy um I, again din jaren is taken out of the picture because he didn't train him to do what he did <laughs> Uh, yeah we just got a uh, okay uh you know like we see him telling him how the gauntlet works and when he um you know gets hit the first two times is the it's set up that the first person to get three hits wins um he tell you know so the foundling gets two shots on grogu and Jin tells him, "No, hey, I, it's okay. You can show the others what you can can actually do. You don't have to be afraid." And then he does, you know, like his Yoda jumping around, flipping stuff, yep. <laughs> and then shoots him three times in a row, which I found completely baffling. Like I, I understand yeah. that they were trying to make it um, uh, quicker. Uh, you know, they were just trying to, con mm -hmm. I guess, con condense the fight. But if that was the case, why didn't the other family do that in the first place? <laughs> right? I, I thought the exact same thing because I'm thinking, is he following the rules? He's not following the rules. <laughs> no one seemed to care, though. They were like, well, all right, yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, no. But, but they, and they could have shown him using, uh, using the Force in, in different ways. Absolutely, they could have done that right there. Like, it could have been the first shot was he quickly, like he, you know, like actually does like a, a little, you know, force step, you know, where he, mm -hmm. he, like he moves just really quickly to the side and then kind of looks up and shoots. It yep. would have been fun, cute. All right. There, there's one point. Second, like he could have like swatted, you know, swatted the paint away the second time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Yes, right, like just kind of deflected a, a, a little bit, and then take the shot, and then you could it could have built up to that, you know, flipping and stuff, because um, right. it's like it it's not like they were pressed for time. No, well <laughs> right? maybe they were. Like, it was a half an hour. Maybe they were. <laughs> like they were. 
they spent so much time during the setup, like watching, like, like you actually see him, you know, like buckling on the the gauntlet and stuff. And <laughs> it's not like there was like some heavy exposition going on during that that scene. So, but overall, it was it was good. But then comes one part that I found a little frustrating. But it's not the part that the thing that ultimately bothered me about the episode was. We get a completely different creature than what we saw a couple weeks ago. Um, swoop down and steal the uh, the um, foundling or the youngling from uh, the training and the one that we met at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Takes takes the, so it's this flying creature flies away. Whole bunch of Mandalorians chase after him in jetpacks. Um, but he flies too far. They run off, run out of uh, uh, fuel for their jetpacks. But Bo-Katan has time to jump in her ship and chase them. Yes. Fig- figures out where the creature lives. Uh, so a couple things here. But probably the biggest, there's two. Th- one, why are they still on a planet that has the... Uh, you know this much issue that's so true and it and if they have to be on this planet like i don't know maybe come up with some defenses maybe don't like actually have your kids hanging out like right at the edge of the beach all by themselves Uh, yeah like (laughs) and the killer part is that it's not like they were surprised by this creature because they make a comment like, oh, this has happened before. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, come on. <laughs> like, you're not making a good case to want to be part of, uh, of the tribe. No. Like, kids, come on. Put your helmet on. Uh, and once you do, we are not going to care about your well-being whatsoever. Yep. You're on your own. Um. So Bo-Katan uh, then forms a essentially a hunting party. It says we're going after. I'm going after him. Din says he's going. Um, the other uh, I can never remember John Favreau's character's name. Is it um, Vizsla? Yeah, yeah, Vizsla. I don't know his first Faz name. It's yeah, he's one of the Vizslas. So yeah. I'll look it up as we're talking. Um, says he's going to go along as well, and and we're going to put a pin in this because this is what the thing that's part of the thing that bothered me the most about this episode. Uh, but then they say that Grogu can't go along; he has to be left behind. Mm-hmm. And so we see him with the armorer, and the armorer's making him some armor, and we get uh, a rehash of what uh, we we were told at the beginning of season one. Um, that it, you know, it's the responsibility of the older Mandalorians to contribute Beskar for the for the foundlings mm-hmm. um, to build their armor. And as she's building the armor, we get uh, the flashback. Yes, the big flashback. The the the, the one that everyone's been waiting for. Uh, we find out exactly um, how Grogu was saved and who saved him. Yes. Uh, and what did you think about the reveal of, of who saved Grogu? I, I personally thought it was pretty cool who, who saved him. Um, 
granted i didn't know um i shouldn't say i didn't know i didn't remember his character's name and what his character does in the star wars universe so i thought that was actually a pretty cool tie-in um but i did enjoy uh and revel in the fact uh, as to who it was that saved grogu yeah so uh, the character is keller and beck yep. who was a who was a jedi um and who we have seen before in a uh, ga- like a game show so, for kids. Yep. Um, but the more important thing is that he was played by he's played by Ahmed Best. Yes. Who is who is Jar Jar Binks? Um, who I've always felt has got a bad rap. Oh, absolutely. Um. Yeah, I, I've heard interviews with him um, over the years about uh, you know some of the challenges he's had trying to get past <laughs> yeah. you know like being Jar Jar because like it's not his fault. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, an actor. You know? Yeah, like, he, he's an actor, and he was one of the like he literally was one of the first people to bring a digital character to life absolutely yep right um so i'm uh, so i find that frustrating but obviously that doesn't have anything to do with the episode what i did love though is that the idea that one of the people that uh the uh that it was someone that uh, was supposedly you know like ruined star wars yeah 20 years ago is now responsible for saving the person that people believe saved Star Wars three years ago. Yes. Or many oh, years the the irony it started. is so sweet. Yeah. But one of my the, my, the best thing about this is, is that it wasn't someone important. Yes. I was kind of relieved too that it wasn't someone important just for the, because it would have just been for the sake of shock value or something like that. Like it just, it wouldn't necessarily have made any sense because then you'd probably have to do a whole heck of a lot more explaining as to why that person was and then even beyond that would be even more explanation mm-hmm. it, this was it was nice that they found a way to pull a character back um, I especially like the fact that they found a way to get Ahmed Best into something again that wasn't that was more mainstream Star Wars because yep. I'm sure a lot of people didn't realize that he was on this game show before. Um, but yeah, it, it was one of the few times where they've shown, oh, they've shown a little bit of restraint and said, okay, yeah, we, it, you know, we, we, can, we can expand the universe. Yep. Um, so I was very happy about that. Um, overall, what did you think of the flashback scenes? I, I enjoy the flashback scenes very much. Um mm-hmm. They were they were totally well done. Um, they just looked amazing. I loved he was using two lightsabers. I'm always yep. I always enjoy watching Jedi use two lightsabers. <laughs> the more lightsabers, the merrier. Yeah, I, I thought it was great too. Um, I also thought that Coruscant looked much better than it did last week. That's true. It did look much better. And I and I like I know. It was this like it was the same set, 
but maybe like I wonder if it seemed a lot darker. It did. Yes. Yeah. It, it did. So maybe that helped. Mm -hmm. Or or maybe that in my mind during that time period, during you know like the Revenge of the Sith time period, that's the way Coruscant looked. <laughs> You know, be, yeah. <laughs> because like every that's the way it looked in uh, in the prequel trilogy. Yep. So maybe you know, maybe I'm a little more tolerant of it. But I, I thought that that whole sequence was great. Um, it was one of the things when we saw the trailers for this season, I was worried about um, that we were going to be spending more time, you know, flashing back yeah. and spending more time with Jedi. And I thought this. It was appropriate. Yep. Like it, it like it, it made sense for the story mm -hmm. um, because, you know, they were explaining about how he was taken in and, and how he was rescued and it paralleled the story that was, go that was going on with rescuing the other foundling. So perfectly fine with it. Um, so then, the, you know, we jump back to the, the Mandalorians uh, at the... Ooh. Oh, sorry. Before go ahead. you go on, I'm just kind of curious as to you think. So, they got to a ship. So they got to a Naboo ship, which I thought yeah. was very interesting. Now the question is: Are they going to expand on that, or is that the end of that? Do you think? I guess for the show, um, it's probably the end. For the duration of this I, I show, think... anyway. Yeah, I think for this season they're not going to uh, touch it again. I don't think they have time. Like, <laughs> like I said, we're we're halfway <laughs> through this season, and I still feel that we we haven't really got to like the the, the heart of what this season is. You know, or what oh, the yeah. the main conflict is, yeah. is going to be. Yeah. Um. So, I, I think that they they could come back. But once again, I would be perfectly happy if they didn't. Yep. No, me too. Either either way, I just thought it was very like, I'm just want to know why was it why was it Naboo? What, you know who kind of did them? I'm, I'm assuming Padme mm -hmm. has something to do with it. So then there's all, all other questions about that. Um, well, I I heard another theory that maybe it was actually Jar Jar Binks that sent the, <laughs> the oh. ship. <laughs> <laughs> which which would be which would be fantastic mm -hmm. uh, I would I would uh, be perfectly fine with that yeah. but uh, I would be fine if um, as you know as because they said that they're what they're they've already written the fourth they want to do a fifth so we know we're getting like two more seasons so I'd be perfectly fine if during these next two seasons if they if we got little more pieces of Grogu's backstory the way that they did it here Yep. We're like, okay, if we can, you know, we talked about this with, with Book of Boba Fett, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like the, the, pro, the appropriate way to use a flashback yes. where, you know, it, it, you're flashing back to something that um, either relates to or parallels what's going on in the present day. Yep. If they could do that in the next two seasons with, uh, with Grogu that would, and reveal like what happened to him after he left Coruscant and... You know, and essentially who taught, like someone must have uh, taught him or explained to him that he had to hide his force powers. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. he is 50 years old. He's technically still kind of like a, a kid, but I'm sure there's some understanding 
of mm -hmm. uh, the force I'm sure he was told about. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was in the temple, right? Like he was 20 years at that point. Yep. Yeah, 20 some odd years old. So, um, but yeah, it was nice that it was a Naboo ship. Mm, it was. I, I, I did like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so now we're, so then it, we go back to, uh, to the hunting party. They're at the, the mountain where this creature, uh, is perched on top of. Uh, Bo-Katan says that they have to stop for the the night. Yep. So they can be rested in the morning. Everyone's fine with it. Um. And we get an interesting scene where they set up a fire. They're making food, and Bo-Katan asks Din Djarin, "How do we eat? Yeah. Like, if we're not taking <laughs> off our masks?" That's a and very he good says, "No." Well, and they explain it. Uh, um, well, no, like everyone just goes away. You go somewhere private and eat, where no one else can see you. Yeah. Um. But because she's the 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 leader of the party, mm -hmm. she gets to stay by the fire. Yeah. So we're already seeing her taking you know kind of a, a leadership role. And people and people are respecting her. It's great. So then we cut. So then we cut to like the, the you know the rescue scene. Um, I'm always a fan of uh, seeing grappling hooks and people climbing. Yep. I actually thought that I thought that it looked great. They had so much equipment on their backs. <laughs> Especially Vizsla with all his huge <coughs> huge uh, repeater weapon he's got. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it, I thought it still looked good, though. It did. It just means he's a strong guy. Yeah. So they get up. Um, they see some heat signatures. They find out that it's actually this creature's uh, babies. The actual main creature comes. He's got the he's got the the child. And then this is when we, around this time is when we find out that he's actually Paz Vizsla's son. And I checked it out. It is Paz Vizsla. Paz Vizsla, okay. And this is the part that drove me absolutely nuts. <laughs> Here is a, a character that has shown no real interest in rescuing this child. Like outside of like everyone else's general interest, like, hey, you know what? We should probably, you know, we should probably help this kid out. Until that moment mm -hmm. where now he's enraged and he he can't stop because it's his child. Yeah. And all you had to do was, uh, once again, and this is like some screenwriting, like just basic screenwriting stuff, was make him impatient. Yep. Absolutely. You know, he's the one that, you know, that wants to take off right away. And they're like, no, we, we need to come up with a plan first. Have him be the one that is, you know, it's nighttime and he's the one that wants to scale the mountain. And they say, like, we know the kid's going to be, you know, it's going to be okay. Like, it's not going to make a difference. 
but if we want to rescue him, we need to be rested and we need daylight. Like just like a couple quick lines like that, right? But because before he like he didn't. He well, didn't he was the one. Care. He was the one who said, "Oh, this happens all the time." <laughs> no, yeah. Just, oh well, like. Oh, it's Thursday. Kid being abducted by the flying creature day. Uh, so, so that really bothered me. Like, like I, I, like I've come to expect with Star Wars in general. I think Andor is the exception that we're going to get kind of uh, sometimes some clunky dialogue and um, and maybe not the most sophisticated of storytelling. Mm-hmm. But this really felt like someone should have been like, no, this particular beat needs a second pass or it, we need to like add like one or two moments to make this feel earned. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can think of why they might not have done it, and again, there's still a way that he could have portrayed everything you're suggesting, was that maybe if he took the lead because it was his son, then Bo-Katan mm-hmm. couldn't have been shown she was in charge um, to kind of move her her um, her place in the in the uh, um, in the oh, I can't remember the name of the group. <laughs> in the oh it's the um the... i i actually had to look this up yesterday because i was we were, i was talking about it with someone else and we couldn't remember it either but um their tribe Tri- um yeah. but again there was still a way that she could do that and him still be very impatient want to get there and she would be the calm uh voice and say no we got to do it this way and this way like they, they could have still done it, but I'm just the only other thing I was thinking was that maybe if they did that, then that would take away from her being the point on this uh, rescue mission. I, I, I still, th- I still think she, she could have though. Like I, oh yeah, absolutely. <coughs> I truly believe she. Can. But, yeah, I, I just think it, it was bad. Yeah, it well, was lazy writing. Hundred percent. It was just lazy writing. Yeah. Um, Children of the Watch. That's, yeah. Um, so they rescue the child. Um, and, and literally, Din is the one that rescues him. He gets dropped. The child gets dropped. He catches him. Uh, it was a good. It was a a good scene. Yep. A, a, a good action sequence. Um, and then at the end, we get a. Uh, Bo-Katan reveals to the armorer that she has seen the mythosaur. Yes. I didn't think she was going to do that. No, but I also didn't expect the armorer's response, which (laughs) was just kind of like, huh? (laughs) Like, at first it made sense because the armorer was acting that like as if she had seen it like in a dream or a vision or whatever like it wasn't real and then Bo-Katan explains no no look, i actually saw this thing yeah um yeah and she just kind of seems very nonplussed about it yeah which was just very bizarre so there, i'm just wondering uh, if maybe there's something behind it she's hiding something maybe 
and that's and that now that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Because she's always seemed like she's an interesting character. Mm -hmm. But there always seems something like just a little off. <laughs> and 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 maybe that would that will be the explanation as to why there was this character change um between Book of Boba Fett and season three, mm -hmm. which which we we talked about before, right? Yeah. Like, in Book of Boba Fett, she was the one telling Din, "No, this is what you need to do to redeem yourself." Yep. And in the start of this season, she you know, book, uh, she's being told that he's going to do that, and she's like, "No, you can't do that. Mandalore is destroyed." <laughs> so maybe something has happened over these last couple years that has caused this change. So yep. I don't know. All I know is we have only four episodes left. And I feel like they're introducing all these really interesting things now. Yep. But I don't know how they're going to they're going to deal with all this stuff in <laughs> no. four, in four episodes. No, I I don't know. I don't. And they did end the episode again on um Bo-Katan as well too. So, like, every episode that vented with her in the last shot. Well, I, like, I, this is her season. Yeah. It is. I, so, where would you, so if, where would you like the season to end up going? Well, I still like the idea of there's still the whole part of the the, the dark saber to be settled mm -hmm. because he's been holding on to this. Usually, who holds on to it is the leader of the Mandalorians. He has no interest mm -hmm. in it, but she can only get it back by defeating him. So, mm -hmm. I would really love to see because somehow I th I, I don't know if he's gonna kind of change his mind. I don't mm -hmm. know if I want him to either change his mind to become ruler of Mandalore. I don't, I don't think that's in his character. I don't think that's what he wants to do. I'm still hoping that's what's not going to happen. But it'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm, I almost want her to get the dark sa the dark saber, uh, and mm -hmm. then and then that'll be <clears throat> that can be kind of like something done on the side while he does his adventures that she re can you know kind of gets mandalore up and running again sort of in a, in a sense mm -hmm. um hmm, that's a tough one that's what i would like to see um i i because the way the season's gone for for mando it's it's hard to say or hard to picture what else could be in store for him for the rest of the season, mm -hmm. or how he will, how his character will end up um, at the end of the season. I, I, I couldn't even tell I, you. So, <clears throat> I am hoping that Bogotan um, does become, does find a way to unite Mandalore, or, or you know, like the, the part, or parts of it, anyways. Um, <clears throat> But I hope she finds a way to do it without the dark saber. Like I'm really hoping that the the whole mythosaur um, 
and, and the prophecy of it, you know, the mythos, the mythosaur riding, you know, again, yeah. that that will be the thing that allows her to overcome not having the dark saber. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we know that Moff Gideon is going to be returning. Yep. Um, I actually think it would be interesting if he got the dark saber back. That would be very interesting. Um, because that that would solve the problem of did not having it anymore. Mm-hmm. So so he now it does become the the rightful heir uh, to Mandalore, and it would probably put him in the bad books with everybody. Yep, that would. And I think I would really like like if you know if I had my way. As as interesting as it's been seeing, like all these other Mandalorians, I would like season three to, uh, or yes, season three to end with uh, Din and Grogu on their own. Yeah, Bound just you know, just uh, <laughs> or, or what, 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 like whatever, yeah, like yeah. doing whatever that they have to do to make ends meet. Yeah. you know, they ha- now have a clan of two. And it and it's and it's them, which is kind of like which is kind of where I thought they were going at the end of season two. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Um, so that so that's what I would like. But anyway, it seemed like you had a thought. Well, it was funny. I, I I'm I dismissed it as soon as I thought of it because there's still lots of people pushing that we're going to see Thrawn. Probably in the last episode, um, mm-hmm. because I'm just, I'm just like, yeah, I totally can kind of see that just ending it the way they did with season two, a big reveal of a of a really um, surprising character, and then that I thought for for a split second that he would have the dark saber because he loves to collect things, but then um, I, but then that would take a whole other story arc. <laughs> almost like a third third story in this in the uh to kind of go through yeah i think like thrawn has to be hidden somewhere yeah and because ahsoka seems pretty smart you know like Throughout Clone Wars, you know, as clone as the Clone Wars went along, and as we saw in Rebels, and and what we saw of her in um, in Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, she's very capable. Yeah. I would find it hard to believe that if Thrawn was in the known galaxy, and but was just like hanging out, you know, like in the Outer Rim, mm-hmm. she would have found him. Yeah. I- don't I don't disagree. So, from a storytelling perspective, if he just kind of showed up, it, like phys- like physically showed up, yep. that would. Now, now that you say that though, or now that I've said that, what you suggested that Thrawn gets it, if there was a stinger, at the end, mm-hmm. of season three where 
you know, Moff Gideon, yeah, where Gideon is, you know, is talking to someone on the holonet. Yes. You know, and he's saying, you know what, I've got something that you would love to have in your collection. And, you know, and then we just kind of get this reveal that it's Thrawn and he's like, um, you know, you just make some comment like, yes, I would. Or, you know, you're lucky that we're seven galaxies away. Like, just like that kind of tease. Yeah, yeah. Then that I would be perfectly fine with. You know, just like we like we saw like with with Thanos, um, you know, in the in the first couple of Avengers movies or whatever, right? He's kind of at the end. He's here's this little tease. Yep. <laughs> right. <coughs> that I'd be perfectly fine with, but if they find some way that he's you know becomes part of the story in the end of the season, I'll be dis- very disappointed. Yeah, I I don't think you will, but I I. That's a very good scenario you have proposed through like a hologram. I could totally see that happening because then, like you said, it doesn't give his position away. You still don't know where he is. He's not involved in the story because I don't think you can do that with only four episodes left. Would, otherwise, yeah. you would have to build him into a story. Um, yeah. Like you think of like I know. I know you don't like Solo. We've we've discussed that you know many times, yeah. and a lot of people don't. However, even people that don't like Solo still tend to agree that the reveal of Darth Maul in the movie mm-hmm. is a good reveal. It would it, and I totally agree with that part as well too. That was a good reveal. So yeah, if you could, so so that's why I'm thinking if you're doing something, if you do, can do something with uh, with similar with Thrawn that's not part of the episode yeah. just like I said like a, a little teaser of, of what's to come I'm then that's great I'm perfectly fine with that yeah but I don't like I like I like Moff Gideon he's a um, great character I know that you know I understand for this for what happened in the story in season two he had to be captured but the disappointing thing is, is that, you know, he was taken off the table. Excuse me, and I would have loved to have seen him scheming all season. Mm-hmm. Yep. But although you know, if you're even if they were telling different stories, that we still could have been seeing him. You know, if if they were. <clears throat> excuse me, following a, a different type of storytelling, you know, um, where, you know, you were telling multiple stories. Mm-hmm. We could have been jumping back every episode and seeing him rotting in prison and kind of planning his escape and, uh, yep. you know, and whatnot. But that's not the, the that's not the type of storytelling they're, they're doing on the Mandalorian. Yeah. So. Unless they do a whole episode on it, like they do with Pers- Pershing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Uh, you say that, and like, there's a part of me that's like, "Oh, I would love that," but once again, it, like, because we only have four se- four episodes left, <laughs> which means we probably have like an uh, like another two hours worth of of show. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe two and a half, if we're lucky. I don't want a quarter of that devoted just to hey, wh- 
you know, what's Gideon been up to the, you know, the, these uh, past couple years? Like, there's there's not enough time in the sh- left in the show. Like, it everything has to be focused on whatever you know, whatever's the main conflict is going to be. So yeah. Anyway, um, I thought it was well directed, though. Well, that'll Mr. be the last Withers. thing, you know. Uh, yep, he does a yeah. good job. D- does a, yeah, an exceptional job. I was very impressed. So, uh, so any final thoughts on uh, this episode of Mando? No, just uh, again, it's nice to get the Grogu how he was saved done over with. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Let's keep the story going. Yeah. So, speaking of stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars Celebration is like a couple weeks away. Yes. April 7th. Um, everyone was, you know, is pretty convinced that this is where we're going to get uh, a formal announcement of a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Uh, up until a couple days ago, everyone thought that it was going to be the Damon Lindelof movie, um, but yeah. now he's uh, he's gone. Jesus, they can't buy any good luck here. Um, but according to Variety, um, Stephen Knight, who is the creator of Peaky Blinders, has been brought on to write the script. For now, <laughs> yeah, I did see a joke that, that that at this rate there is a good chance that by Star Wars Celebration he's gone as well. Yeah, exactly. Oh boy, sure would like to know what happened there. Um, so am I. You know, I I don't think that they'll. You know, to actually, you know, at this point, I think I would like them to be more transparent. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> you know, if only just because we're like, hey, you know what? Uh, there's been a lot of turmoil, you know, with Star Wars in the last couple of years, with especially with the movies. Here's what's going on. We brought them in. They had an idea. Uh, as it developed more, we couldn't come eye to eye on things. And, and and let's be honest, like Damon Lindelof has done a lot of great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also he's also done some stuff that's not so great. Yep. Um, so you know, like maybe it was just you know the more it got developed, it was like yeah, no, this isn't going to work. Yeah. You know, maybe this is maybe this truly is an example of you know Lucasfilm acknowledging that they have lost their way when it comes to making Star Wars movies. And when they come back to the big screen, they want to do it right. And that and that means having the right script and the right idea, assuming it's a trilogy, you know, assuming they're going to be it's going to be a trilogy of movies that they have, you know, a strong solid plan for the next 3 movies. Mhm. And maybe it, Damon Lindelof's idea just wasn't strong enough. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, 
it's just kind of funny how you know they were giving Kathleen Kennedy crap because because uh, everything was coming out when they were wanting her not to say anything, but it's still happening. <laughs> oh, I know. It's, it's still happening. <clears throat> and this is why. Uh, this is why they. Uh, they they make an like so they were making announcements and then things were just dropping off. They didn't want to understand anything. People were still finding out. So maybe what they should be really doing is just being fully transparent. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is what happens. This is the movie making process. Um, but I, I don't think they'll do that. That being said, um, apparently Lucasfilm has. I don't know if the Indiana Jones show has been outright canceled or they've just decided to kill it or if they're putting it on hold. Um, but that's definitely the case with Willow. Oh, okay. Um, which uh, I haven't seen yet, but I've heard it's good. Um, the first season of the Willow TV show. But um, it's been put, they're not going to put any attention on that either. Because essentially Disney has mandated Lucasfilm that they need to focus on Star Wars. Oh, wow. Hmm. Which shouldn't be a surprise. Nope. Nope, nope. If, well, you know, like if, if Star Wars, if the, if the, the Star Wars universe was running on all cylinders... Or even on most, like five out of six, <clears throat> then I could see Lucasfilm like, yeah, okay, let's diversify. You know, we ha- we have all, you know, yeah. we have some of these other IPs, but <laughs> Disney's got to be looking at it and say, we are so heavily in- invested in this. We've built parks mm-hmm. based around, <laughs> you know, based ar- around this IP. We need to write this ship. Yeah. It would be interesting to know if they have, I guess that's kind of hard to do. I'm just wondering if they have certain criteria they they have in mind for a writer for what they want to see on the screen. Um, like, should they just, you know, that's probably not a good reason just to hire someone that, you know, is going to do your bidding, I guess. Um... um. I, I almost it's 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 disheartening and it's worrisome to me that it still doesn't seem like they got their shit together. It really doesn't. No, it it you're absolutely right. It it doesn't at all. Um, that being said, as you were talking about this, I wonder if now they actually have found. Kathleen Kennedy's replacement and part of Damon Lindelof um, moving on was part of, is part of that change. Could be, yep. That who, whoever's taking over has looked at it and said, no, this isn't, the, you know, this doesn't align with what I want Star Wars to be. Right. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yep. That'd be the... I was gonna say they could be waiting for the next her replacement before they make all the decisions, but then they just hired the writer from Peaky Blinders. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I I don't think they can though. 
No, they can't. That's that's the other kind of uh, snafu <laughs> is that you know they got to they want to move you out by twenty twenty five. They got to get their butts in gear. Yeah, and like everyone is is of the same opinion that we we've had that if they show up at Star Wars Celebration and do not announce a new movie. Oh man. And 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 I, and and I don't mean hey guess what we're making a movie like this is happening you know it probably not a title because that because they they haven't that has you know they've they've set that precedent now like right like with the new trilogy that they you know they would they would just call it like you know episode 7 or whatever like yeah so they don't have to give a title but they can say hey this is what it's going to be you know whether it's going to be, uh, a, you know, a sequel, sequel trilogy, or you know a, <laughs> you know, or a old Republic trilogy, like whatever it is, like they they have to get into some specifics of this is what the movie's going to be, not just hey, here's a director we're making and we're making a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out in two weeks. <laughs> I even heard something a little absurd, too. It was a while ago. But there was, and, and I haven't heard anything since, so I'm kind of just saying, uh, I'm just kind of thinking it was like someone started this rumor and it just kind of spread, mm-hmm. was that they were looking to do, I think it was a TV show, and it had to do with Han, Han Lei and Luke, and they were going to use the 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 de-aging on actors and use that and use that as yeah um i i did hear that but that was like a while ago like probably a couple weeks ago at least and i was just like why would you do that like that makes absolutely no sense no like someone was just creating it just to get popular (sighs) Okay, but should Lucas's focus, Lucasfilm's focus, be uh, on us, like the, the like the you know old original fans, you know that were that were around when you know when a new hope came out. Or should they be focusing on developing new fans? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think the, we know, like, the answer should be new fans. Longevity. And, and I got to imagine that a 10-year-old could care less about seeing, Luke Sky, <laughs> about seeing more Luke Skywalker and Han and Leia. You know what they need to be doing is introducing new characters um, that people are going to get excited about and wanting to follow their stories. Yep. Totally. So, I'm uh, I'm glad that uh, I I really hope that that just stays a rumor. I, and me too. Me too. Yeah. Blasphemy. Um. Although it wouldn't surprise me, though, now that you know that Lucas was saying, "Hey, 
you know, we know that we can DH Harrison Ford. <laughs> like, you know, you know, do you think we could fit, uh, you know, like a Han Solo flashback in here somewhere? Yeah. I'm... Uh... So, like, I, I could see them saying, "Well, yeah, you know, let's let's fit him in." You know, he could, he, you know, he could just have him like in, in the Mandalorian. Yep. <laughs> have him in the background or something. Um, I hope they don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know what I realized we, we haven't seen yet? What? Christopher Lloyd. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, yeah, I'm. Completely forgot he was supposed to be in this season. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just as I was talking uh, talking about Harrison Ford, like you know, all, you know, like some you know stunt casting and having someone. I'm realizing, oh, we have, we still haven't seen him yet. So four <laughs> episodes to go. Who knows? Maybe maybe he'll show up next week. That'd be. It's got to be. Well, it does have. To, it does have to be soon. Um, maybe he's thrown maybe they've just decided <laughs> hey listen <laughs> like we we know we can't compete with what everyone's perception of thrawn should be especially from the, yeah. the you know uh the you know the uh or from rebels so we've decided to go in a completely <laughs> different direction <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'd pay money to see that. So would I. <laughs> Even if it was just like a like a, an extra, here's a screen test. Is him is Thrawn? Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be great. Okay. Well, I think we should. Now that I'm choking, and maybe we should wrap this up. Um, yeah, if you're uh, liking the show uh, and you want to leave us a review or a rating, go to whatever podcast service you use and, and do that. Um, Anchor um, doesn't exist anymore. It's now Spotify or podcast for Spotify. So we actually don't have a landing page. So it means there's no place for you to go and leave a message. So um, <laughs> if you had wanted to do that and we're waiting for the right time, it's too late. Um during the week, Brent, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at HomerJ13. And if people want to find me, they can find me on Twitter. I am at the Pie Whisperer. So with that, I think it's time to say goodnight, Brent. Good night, Brent.